back to the Offbeat Podcast. We're just going to be creatures for an hour. I'm your host, Jacob Ruman. Of course, with me is my co-host. The other guy, Brian Middoff. What's up, man? Oh, you unmuted yourself. Thank you. I forgot to, <laughs> forgot to unmute you. How you yeah, doing today? Good, man. You? Good. Good, man. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Even though we discussed this earlier, I don't get Saturdays. <laughs> I'm in the service industry. Saturday's my uh, hump day. <laughs> I'm almost done. Almost there. Um, This is a great time of year for you and me. We just got violent tornado weather yesterday here. And I believe it was snowing where you are yesterday. Yeah, man, we got uh, another uh, another eight inches of snow up here in Minnesota, and uh, oh, God. just a uh, just a beautiful time of year up here. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yesterday I, I had met someone from California um, at while at work, and they were like, "Is it always this windy?" I was like, "No, but we're just having violent tornado weather right now. No big deal." Yeah, it was a little a uh, no little wild. I. I was reading the news this morning that uh, I guess there was um, some heavy metal show in, in uh, northern Illinois that uh, the roof collapsed on last night for some tornadoes oh, no. and stuff. So, I mean, I didn't hear definitely a uh, shout out to anybody there that's, uh, that's going through cleanup uh, this weekend. Yeah, I know uh, Tracy Phillips. I bet she watches the show. She was posting stuff today about all the trees falling, so... Yeah, wild, it's pretty crazy out here. stuff this time of year. But, um, yeah. But at least we don't have eight inches That's of true. snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, uh, not a lot of 311 news no. this week. Not a lot of news at all. Hoping Again, one of these weeks, man. It seems, <laughs> <laughs> seems to be the norm. You know, if, if, if we keep doing this podcast, by the time a tour is rolling, we'll have so much yeah. to talk about. Oh, do you see that set list that one night? Do you see that one poster? Well, especially if they do you see this one bring show? stream system back, we can actually watch some shows. You know, it'll be yeah. can't wait for that day. It feels it almost feels like you know COVID times again with no shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We hey, we have all these festivals exactly. though. Whoop de doo. Um, no, I'm, I'm still grateful to see them. It's it's gonna be good. I was I was talking to some buddies and I was like I meant to go out to Colorado last year. Uh, now I'm only an eight hour drive from Denver, so I am really keeping my fingers crossed for some sort of three eleven Colorado shenanigans, whether it's Red Rocks or another Halloween run, which I'm really mad I missed out on. Anything, you know, something, anything. Give the people what they want. Um, at this yes. point, the the cruise hangover is is over for a lot of people. Um, you know, we gotta get something on the books. <laughs> I know, I agree, I agree. All right, well, uh, we're gonna go ahead and introduce our guest here. Let me get let me get this the song rolling. We were uh, we were we were taking votes on uh, or we were taking bets on what his song would be because I picked for him. So let's see. Straight from the homeland. Mike Vicious. What's up, bro? 
All right, was that yeah, it? Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> oh, hell Beautiful. yeah. Beautiful. Straight from the homeland, Omaha, Nebraska, Mike Vicious in the in house. In the basement. In the lab. <laughs> yep, yep. Mike is in the lab. I wish I wish everybody could see this. Um, if anyone has Mike on Facebook, then you've definitely seen it. What What do you like to call it? Uh, my my kid Calvin and I came up with the sound cave. The sound cave. It is very cave like, and you know it's all about the sound, man. Yeah. But it's very visually yeah. appealing as well. I mean, uh, this basement is a very old house that that I live in. Like a hundred year old house in historic Dundee, uh, Midtown Omaha, and unfortunately there is some flooding in the basement. If, mm-hmm. for instance, it rains heavily or there's a lot of snow that melts all at once, we discover that there's a little leakage. So we got the drum kit down here, like, damn, I need to get this off the ground. So yeah. I built a little stage, a little riser stage out of pallets, and then that just like expanded into like a full-on getting like studio lights and putting curtains up and everything that you see and the lights and all the that. whole atmosphere of being in an actual venue so which i, yeah. I really appreciate it because you know jamming down here and practicing it, it does give you that that effect you know it's kind of like kind of puts you in you're a baller and install like a half court like legit basketball Court in the basement, like, or boxing or something. That's that's what this. Is. Yeah, dude. It's a lot. Um, it it kind of it kind of reminds me of the House of Blues room that we played in. Very much so. A little bit. It's, it's tight and intimate, but it's still legit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the and I don't know, just the lighting and everything. Yeah, man. Legit for sure. Ready to make some more with y'all. Yeah, dude. No, we'll we'll definitely get into that. I I agree. Uh, so go ahead and uh, introduce yourself for everyone who doesn't know you. Well, my name is Mike Vicious, and people often ask me if that's my real name, and my answer is yes. Or they say, "What is your real name?" And I'm like, that is my real name. So we'll just leave it at that because whether or not it's on my driver's license, you know, it's irrelevant. So what I go by, it is a real name. <laughs> but yeah, man. Vicious, my V, that's been my hip-hop alias since I started, you know, being part of this game back in the day, which, you know, has now been a couple of decades, because here we are, 2023, I graduated high school in 01, so I'm what you might call old school, and definitely uh, been a musician since I was little, but when I... When Free Love blew up, and I discovered them, I said, mm-hmm. "Sign me up for that." Like, <laughs> as an yeah. orchestra at the time, but it's like, I want to do what they're doing. So, yeah, I've been pursuing that ever sure. since. Man. Absolutely, no, it's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, we have we we have a question. Where are you from? But everyone already knows you're from Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. The hometown of the hometown of three eleven. Yeah, it's still a trip to like drive around and know like these are the old stomping grounds mm-hmm. and you know, they got a lot of friends and family here still of course. It's amazing how what a small world it is and then you know, you run into people all the time that either have a first hand story of 
growing up with them or knowing them or oh hi kitty <laughs> no, yeah kitty just kind of jumped in he, he said hi his birthday's actually at 311 well <laughs> happy birthday a couple weeks for me belated yeah yeah so have, oh, you, yeah, have, have you always been in omaha then mike well i i grew up in council Bluffs, iowa which is just on the other side of the river okay so we call it the omaha metro which you know, kind of encompasses the surrounding towns. Um, so, I yeah, I grew up on the Iowa side, but it was still, you know, an extension of Omaha. Like we got Omaha news, for instance, and you know, it's just literally the next yeah. town over. And you know, I actually I had no idea about that when I went to Omaha last year, that the river's right there. And the other part of Iowa is still considered Omaha. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. In Iowa, <laughs> it is a little That's crazy. That's the sprawl. And the lore goes when, you know, back in the day, Abraham Lincoln's era, when the Union Pacific Railroad was being built across the country, they, they put the UP station west of, on the west banks of the Missouri River, you know, to, like, influence the westward expansion. And... Mm. And that alone is, like, the main reason that Omaha is the bigger town. Just because, like, the railroad station was on that side of the river. You know, take that with a grain of salt. But... Man, you know your, you know your Omaha yeah. history. Oh, yeah. Grow <laughs> up here. You, you hear a thing or two. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, I, I graduated so, uh, in 01 um, high school, and then I went to University of Iowa in Iowa City for college. And, uh just kind of stayed put there because that's a cool town too um in fact i learned chatting with essay that he was considering going to the university of iowa when it was his turn to go to college because they have a, a very renowned mm. writing program the writers workshop like stephen king goes there and i uh, like vonnegut and a bunch of famous authors like post up in iowa city and i thought that was cool because you know i think yeah. like the poet laureate that he is, yeah. but luckily he stayed you don't need no school. to UNL, <laughs> that's when he hooked up with Chad back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, I lived in Iowa yeah. City for like a good 17 years after after high school just because it was a dope town, and then almost seven years ago, is that right? Six years. Six years from now, I moved back and have been living in Omaha proper since open that restaurant and that's a whole nother story but mm -hmm. here i am now yeah yeah no for sure man do you ever uh do you ever drive by like west side high or the yeah i live actually pretty in? close to west side and uh other spots like Soko auditorium where they have their first gig like like it's it's is amazing it, isn't, it a, like, isn't it a walmart now oh well that, that's the ranch bowl entertainment system Ranch Bowl. <laughs> Center, excuse me. <laughs> um, oh, was it was it a Sokol Hall? Sokol Hall still is remains there. It was recently purchased by a new management company, and they call it the Admiral now, but it's still honors the Sokol vibe. Yeah. And yeah, Seventy Second Street is where that freaking Walmart is, and I drive by that often and just <laughs> shake my fist at it like an old man. Damn you, Walmart! Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I got, that's probably how I got uh, mad Ryan memories, feels about Mississippi Nights. I was on that stage too, man, in the urge. And that's where Steve pulled me on yeah. stage back in the day too, at the ranch bowl. Like, history, man. 
Yeah. I'll say there had to have been some some 311 urge shows just with the the proximity of everything. There had to have been quite a few back in the day. Definitely, and I unfortunately missed out on some of those earlier shows. I'm not that old, but Pocket <laughs> uh, Tail end of that that Rancor era. Yeah, it was after 311 yeah. blew up. Uh, uh, moved on to bigger. Yeah. Yeah, we're 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 probably talking like ninety two, ninety three. Right. That's. I mean, you must been. have you must have been in middle school or elementary school. Yeah, I I would have been in like third grade at that point, fourth grade. Yeah. Oh wow. But, yeah, come ninety eight is when I got my driver's license. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I was actually listening to a bunch of the urge yesterday i was just in a mood mm-hmm. and uh it, ma- it makes me think about the experience you and i had uh that was last year it was last november at the yeah at the pageant we had uh you know the month before had just seen 311 in omaha with mike v opening up of course we'll get into that but you know mm-hmm. then the urge every black friday plays at the pla- at the pageant in st louis and it's like my it's it's a part of my thanksgiving tradition now i look forward to it more than Thanksgiving dinner at this point, honestly. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I love it. No, no offense to the family there. Um, <laughs> I, I committed to that. You know, I, did I tell you about when I was, hanging, I was like the last man standing at the House of Blues on Sunday night after transition started. Like I was out there in, in the parking lot chilling, my phone dying. You know that part. But remember how, oh, I remember. I had to. We I had mean, to get you home out, like, to the so house. That was, but it all worked out. As you know, yeah. I knew it would. It always does. But I was standing there, and then I'm talking like all all the guests have left, and at this point, the House of Blues staff was also like closing up shop and leaving. leaving. And then eventually, <laughs> the whole last band, the urge, just comes out, minus Steve. But I'm like, oh hey, what's up, guys? And ended up chatting up with Carl a little bit, and that was pretty special. But yeah. He, he said, you should come out to the, to the pageant, man. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, I will. And then I did. And then dude shows up. Dude shows up. I, I, I'll never forget this. That was so funny. There's two opening bands. He shows up during the second one near the end of their set. I'm waiting. For, he's driving all the way from Omaha. It's like a six-hour drive, seven-hour drive. And I keep I keep turning around looking for him because, you know, I, I'm getting these texts like, oh, I'm almost here. I'm parking right now, blah, blah, blah. And I turned around at the perfect moment. Dude is walking into the pit, which is shoulder to shoulder, by the way. And I see him like a shining light. I turn around. I'm like, there's Mike V. And I, I, I'm I, like on the rail, right? I had gotten there an hour before doors. And I was just telling him, I was like, come on, man. It's okay. I know it's a dick move, but I want to yeah. do the show with you. And man, we had a blast. That like, show was a, awesome. But you know, like I gave you a little nod, like, come on. Get, get over here. And I was, like, hesitant, like, I don't know, man. And you're just like, yeah, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. I mean, I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time doing that as well. It was straight up out of a movie. It really was. I mean, everything recently has been. <laughs> you know, thinking, of, thinking about Chicago oh, and man. Florida recently, especially, I think especially Chicago was something special. Chicago was but, amazing. Yeah, dude. You're not alone thinking that. Yeah. I've been listening sure, to all yeah. of your other podcasts so far, which, by the way, thanks again for having me on. It's truly an honor. It's really cool. Absolutely, man. Of course, dude. No, we're happy to we're happy to have you on. I know you've got great stories to tell. I know. I tell that, you that's, that's, that's what it's all about. You may have to. 
Yeah, <laughs> two-parter. <laughs> but no, that, that's what it's all about, man. We just want to hear everybody and hear their stories. Uh, speaking of that, our next question is, how did you get into 311? Well, let's rewind the tapes. I mentioned, like, I was a musician already um, as a child, you know, just was drawn to it. I think uh, I'll always account the, when I was six years old, I was a ring bearer at my aunt's wedding, and I was in kindergarten at the time, and previous couple years, I had really gotten into Back to the Future, and I was just in love with Marty McFly, and the scene when he was doing Chuck Berry song, Johnny B. Good, yeah. at the, the dance, and I would like, yeah. rehearse that scene over and over, and like, in my basement, just like, just because I loved it, like, I didn't know what I was doing other than, like, I was a kid, and that, that was my jam, you know, and yeah. at the reception of my aunt's wedding, the DJ played that, like, first song, like, empty dance floor, and I go out in the middle and, like, do my routine, <laughs> and I say, like, that was my first Mike v. live performance, but, you know, then I was in orchestra, and just because I wanted to play music, it wasn't, like, passionate about the violin i just wanted to play you know and mm-hmm. anything and in council bluffs and a lot of school districts in fourth grade you could sign up for strings so you had to wait till fifth grade to be in band to do percussion or or brass instruments you know and i didn't want to wait another year so i said violence did sign me up which i learned later that that was peanuts first instrument also the violin Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. But, you know, being from Omaha, there's a lot of my peers, especially, I'm an only child, so I didn't have older siblings to inform me of the greatness that was the local scene back in the day. But I learned vicariously through some, some of my friends who did have those older siblings who went to those early Ranksville shows or, or knew the guys through the scene. But it wasn't until they were really starting to pop off with Down that I was properly introduced to them. And I actually remember I would have been, just the start of my 8th grade year, I would have been four, 14 years old, and they were on Letterman's show doing Down in 96. And nice. I remember like seeing that broadcast, like the original broadcast of that show, it was a Friday night. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember my friend was staying the night, it was a Friday, and we had just seen Twister in the theaters. Like, we went out and saw, saw Twister at Indian Hills Theater, which is no longer there, but it was a famous movie theater here in Omaha. And we get home, and it's about 10.30 when Letterman came on, and I just remember, musical guest, 311! And it came across mm-hmm. the screen, the 311 was taking up the whole freaking screen. And like, wow them boys from Omaha, they're from here, man, mm-hmm. like, that's super cool, and, yeah, I just, like, watched the whole show just so I could catch that performance, and, yeah. iconic performance, man, if, get on yeah, YouTube, and I if agree. you haven't seen them perform down, like, that was, like, the turning point for them, even, you know, asking them, like, that's, in their lore, that was, like, we made it. Like, I mean, the total request yeah. line was going no, up, like, it was obviously, the writing was on the wall that they were going to be huge with what they were doing, but with that national 
televised the performance like game changer and it was just the way that they're in sync especially like the breakdown after the second verse into the third it mm -hmm. was just it still takes my breath away to watch it you know and i remember at the time thinking man this is like really weird like i didn't even understand what i was watching the distortion yeah. the rap the, the intensity of it and it was just I didn't, like, it was not easily digestible. I didn't know what it was. But I couldn't take my eyes off it. And I only fell in love with it ever since. And my buddy, uh, his dad, my, my buddy Ryan Garza, he and I wanted immediately to, to start a band and have it follow in 311's footsteps, basically. And he got a drum kit. His dad hooked him up with drums and... He had a copy of the Blue Album that was, I remember seeing it for the first time with that logo and, and the color and, and uh, then, yeah, that would have been in 96 and then the, that summer following, like, we got a large show detail on VHS and just watched that on repeat all freaking summer and just fell in love and then, then Transistor dropped that summer of 97 going into oh, my yeah. freshman year of high school and game changer man and then uh recently in the mid 90s there west fair amphitheater in council bluffs iowa oh there's the west fair fairgrounds which existed forever opened an amphitheater for large outdoor concert events and at the time it was the largest seating capacity in the omaha mm -hmm. metro area so for a stretch there, like, all the big acts that came through for Omaha shows, they landed there, and it was, like, right in my backyard. <laughs> like, literally, you can see the, the lights from from my parents' house. Nice. And that's where I saw 311 Live for the first time, in September of 97, and, man, they just changed my life over and over, again and again, and beautiful thing, so... It's crazy you mentioned. Yeah, it is, man. I... You mentioned the uh, how we go from Blue Album to Transistor in like a matter of what feels like months. You know, like I mean, yeah, like back, it was so quick. But... And and now we're you know, if anybody's listening, you know, it's it's been like four years. Come on, you know, we're ready for another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think that if they got if they got songs, I mean, then they'll they'll come out. Greatness you know? takes time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, greatness. It is kind of crazy, though. I mean, the, the creativity between those two albums is insane, too. You know, the creativity between Blue Album and a Transistor is, is yeah. insane. Truly. They're geniuses. Yeah, and I, I love how, you know, they approached it. and You know, they, they got paid, man. They got fat paid. They, triple platinum, man. Mm. Hard copies. Three million CDs mm -hmm. sold. That's elite status, bro. Like, yeah. I can't. That's like that. That's that's crazy to think about these days. Oh, absolutely. You know, that, that people will go out and buy the physical CDs three million times. Yeah. You know, now whenever people release new music, it's like, oh, how many how many views does it have mm -hmm. on Spotify? You know, and that's not even counting singles. We used to go to record stores and buy just singles. Uh, <laughs> On a, a CD. CD or a tape, and it was one or two songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. I've def I've definitely seen the like single yep. EPs 
or the the LPs, the vinyls, you know. But that that's crazy to me. That did you guys like line up and wait? There was a for a, a big deal for Transistor here, Homer's yeah. record tour. Um, I actually didn't go to that one. I wish I did, but I just I still got it today. You know, like that's always been a tradition, yeah. even to this day, because of you know being an old school head, like. I'll still get the CD. Assuming it's available. Oh yeah, no, for sure. New album. Yeah. Same. I was uh, I was fortunate back in the day to have friends that uh, worked at the record stores, so they would, you know, get the shipment in on you know like Friday, and uh, you know if I was lucky enough, I could cop it you know three days early, which seemed sneak like a gift the, back in the day. The the <laughs> yeah. I see your CDs on your all framed up behind you too. Oh yeah. Lovely display. <laughs> Yeah, I I had this I had this thought the other day. I was listening to some vinyls. I was like, when the next three eleven album comes out, I kind of want to wait until I have it on vinyl and then listen to it. But that's probably not going to be possible. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm too impatient for that. Um, you know, you'll stream it. I don't know. Night. Yeah, I might just have to. You know, it's one of those things. I you know I've been a three eleven fan since twenty seventeen. But I, I like to say that I've been like diehard since 2020, 2021. So I haven't had a new album in this sort of phase. You know, of course, I was anticipating Voyager and listened to it. But I'm excited about the thought of a new 311 album. And I just get to put my headphones on and just unwind for an hour just listening to it and d- rediscovering everything and trying to learn them on guitar, probably. So it's a different experience to listen to yeah. it on headphones. For sure. Oh, it's, yeah, it definitely is. Like, nice quality headphones, yeah. I uh, I hope we get some soon. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Mike, do you have a favorite 311 show? Man, yeah, you know, they're, they all have a special place. And that first show I was mentioning was obviously a very important one um but even most recent like going to 311 day last year in vegas i mean what a crazy year it's been since like that really yeah that really like was a catalyst for change in my life i mean without that like just just connecting with all of you guys it was super special um i mean we I had so many stories i don't even know what to like could scratch the service on but you know a lot of them jacob personally like when sa came in i'm happy to be a part of a lot of them <laughs> very big part of one <laughs> an ongoing one but when sa surprised me at my restaurant like that that was a very significant moment in my life <laughs> you know and from then i just really refocused myself to to follow my dreams of this whole music thing that i've always been called to do so that is very much like hand in hand with being part of the three eleven community because y'all are my people and and I knew I had to make the three eleven day trip in Vegas and, and I did that shit, you know, like it was just there was a moment when I just stopped and just looked or I was on the floor near you mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. I just remember looking around, looking up in the stands and thinking, Man, I'm surrounded by five thousand people who are just as into 311 as I am, like, what a beautiful thing, you know, so that whole experience was 
super special, and I'll never forget it, but shit, man, like, the Lincoln show, that was amazing in 2021, like, my restaurant catered, SH had me out on YouTube, like, all these little things that just mean so much, they're not even little things, they're, they're, they're huge, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. for me, and, yeah. and then, I mean, the cruise was amazing, I can't even put it into words. Uh, the Omaha show in September, the fact that I was big, big check mark on the bucket list there for being a part of the event musically, and then yeah, the moseying and off to the front, I was right behind Wee Jesus there on the rail, and that was significant. So, yeah, I don't know, they're all tied for first, just like the albums yeah. are, man. I have for I have sure. thirteen favorite albums. They're all type of first. Man. <laughs> what about uh? Oh, and I I wanted to say too. I had that same experience during three eleven day. There were so many times where I just turned around and was taking it all in. Especially during I I remember me and some buddies during still dreaming. Mm. Like both of us were turning around. Like sometimes when I'm awake, I can't tell if I'm still dreaming. We were both turning around like with our arms up. Man. What is happening? <laughs> is this real? It's been a long time since I had goosebumps at a show. Been a long time since I had goosebumps at a show, and that uh, that did it for me. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I I think Transistor definitely. Transistor in Chicago oh, was that for was the last too. one for me. Yeah. Yeah, man. What about uh like favorite overall three eleven experience? Not you know specifically a show or anything, but. It, well, yeah, I mean, I've touched on some already. I, I think, uh, you know, Essay's my hero. And anytime I get to interact with them, it's just like, fucking pinch me. You know, it's just really going down. And it is. Like, these, are, these guys are, are real dudes. And they see what we're doing, and they love it. And it's, it's a true community, you know. So, I think... Uh, at the end of that Lincoln show, I say handed me a drumstick at the end and didn't realize it was me. Although, like, we knew each other at this point personally. And I, and I like, yo, it's me, my V. And he just rolls his eyes and laughs, like, of course it is. And just claps my hand, like, that was, <laughs> that was a special moment, man. And we, you know, we texted after the show and it was just like, man, soul fam, homies. My heroes are my homies. So, yeah, like, no, nothing it, will it top really that cool. kind of stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I I just, I think the best is still yet to come, man. Like, that's, a, that's a good answer. And also, uh, here, here's can, a good one. I mentioned the first time I saw him in 97. I didn't see him again until October of 99. And they played at Sokol in Omaha. Now, like, I'm blown away by just the, the following and, and the diehards that have been to hundreds of shows over the years and decades. Like, I would see them annually when they came around to Omaha. You know, they were on their big tours and they would stop by Omaha, and that's when I got to see them. So, like, the first 15 years that I saw them, I only seen them 15 times, you know? And. By the way, while I mention it, like, it doesn't matter. You guys have already talked about this. Like, 
you know, there's no, like, most 311 is biggest 311 fan. Like, we are all the biggest 311 fans. It touches yeah. us in our own personal ways. So it's like, like, Jake, like, you're half my age, and you just got into him a few years ago. But, like, you're one of the most diehard 311 fans I've ever met. You know, that's why I rock with you. So, yeah. like, the numbers don't matter, man. It's, it's all about being present. And, I mean, they matter, but not, like, it's not a contest. You know what I mean? Yeah, not, yeah, not in, like, a seniority sort no, of I'm like, better than you way. Those guys affected me extremely from day one. And I'm just grateful for any time I get to see them. But it's funny, too, because these past couple years, I've seen them. Like, I've doubled my concert count just because, like, I'm all in now, you know. And mm-hmm. and being in Vegas last year, too, it was incredible just, like, to, to be at the MGM and, and the hotel and the casino and just look around and just be like, damn, this is a convention. <laughs> and mm-hmm. all these people really is, came man. from all over the world for these group of boys from Omaha. So it was really cool, like, being... Because I never really saw them outside of, of the Midwest, too. So. Mm-hmm. so that was cool. But I'll never forget the second time that I saw them after that little lapse. And I would have been, like, a sophomore in high school at this point. Uh, junior, actually. It was actually one week exactly after Sound System came out. They played in, in Omaha. So it was yeah. 19th of October, 1999. And I'll just, they open with Omaha Stiley and CD and two, and I'll just never, it just takes my breath away, like, you know, boop, 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 and like, just, <sighs> just, it's game on, and yeah, that, that feeling, man. Awesome. That's what we want to recreate yeah. time and time again. You mentioned, uh. I wish, man, I wish I could have seen some of that. You mentioned, uh, earlier, I just want to go back to it, that SA just surprised you at your restaurant, and just. What what uh, what went down there? How how how's that happen? Well, the people need to hear. So, um, Jacob Timberlake being in the restaurant service industry, that's kind of the line of work that I found myself in post college, during college. Uh, just kind of had a knack for cooking, creative outlets, and a lot of musicians gravitate towards that work. It's kind of yeah, funny. Yeah. My my band AZ Collective wouldn't exist without Mrs. Irish Pub in Iowa City. That's where I met my boy Dusty. <laughs> like, oh, you rap? I got a show tonight, and, and we ended up making tracks together, and the rest is history. But uh, you know, that was early on. Uh, Would have been 2004, so I started cooking, and. Still doing the music thing and being part of the local scene in Iowa City was great. Uh, and AZ Collective's still around, man. Like, that's that's my, my jam right there. Some hip hop and, and reggae combo. My goal is to get this group together and get us popping off so we can be on that boat and be part of the, the 311 scene. Sure. Yeah, you and me? Yeah, right. You, me, and Z? Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, dude. The JNZ plus Z. Yeah, JNZ plus M. So, MV. so you know, I got, got married, had a kid, had a mortgage, and needed to make more money. And had the entrepreneur spirit and decided, you know, the next step would be to own a place. 
and I teamed up with an Iowa City restaurant and moved out to Omaha and opened the second location of the Iowa City place and that was kind of my focus for a few years um, and we, we did that, we pulled it off, my wife and I, and it was successful in its own right, like just being able to, to open the place is yeah. a success, you know? Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> and, and like stay afloat for the first year or two. And this is all like leading up to the pandemic shutting everything down, which kind of flipped everything on its head. Yeah. But approaching 2020 in the... 311 announced the 50 Day to 50 States tour, right, at the beginning of the year, for the 30th anniversary. And they hadn't, like, revealed the whole uh, schedule, tour schedule, but we knew they were going to stop in Omaha, and it was going to be a big to-do. And mm-hmm. I just knew that no matter what, my restaurant was going to be there, and like, I was going to cater that tour bus. Like, I was going to, I was going to show up. Even if they didn't invite me, I was going to show up with a bunch of Oasis food and be like, here you guys go. You want this. You don't know what you do. So that was just the mindset. I, I always, I, I never wanted to be a chef. You know, I just, like, I needed to, to get rid of this skill set to, to provide for my family. And, and, and I, and I, I did have a talent for it and I wanted to you know, expand that and help my community out, and feeding people is always a good thing, so, happy to do it, but it's always been, like, just part of the journey when the real thing is the music for me, and just getting close to 311, like, I'm just drawn to it, and you can probably relate to it, like, going to these shows, like, I wasn't just there to get entertained, like, I wanted to be on that stage, like, through the looking glass, like, like, put me in coach, like, there's a calling here, right, so, that's just always been kind of my mindset, and, uh, basically, I just had a, a wild hair that I was going to, some, somewhere or another, next time 311 was in town, I had to be there, and my restaurant was going to feed the crew, but then, of course, the pandemic happened, that down happened, summer 2020 happened, and it was ugly, but, long story short, um, it was when they were doing those uh, fundraisers, um, the Sing of the Mayo stream, um, the Voyager release show, and then the the raffle for the, the signed foils. You may recall they were doing fundraiser for Food Bank of the Heartland, which is an Omaha-based foundation, and that happened to be who we were also collecting we have a tip jar and we have like a donation jar for a good cause you know be it red cross for blood support or advocacy programs we just happened to we rotated like every quarter and we had just done the food bank for the heartland and i thought well how cool is that that 311 is donating to the same charity that Mm -hmm. we are too yeah and it just, it was approaching the 30th anniversary, which was June 10th, 1990, was the unofficial first 311 show that we celebrate, that Sokol show, when there was the fish hippos into yeah. 311. Last minute change. Love it. So, uh, 
basically I was freaking out on social to see if I could like get the band's attention, but uh, it was contacting the food bank, uh, and I said, "Big Three Eleven fan, we'd love to support somehow and collaborate." And they thought it was a great idea, and I got Peter's Peter Rasper's email, and I shot Peter a message. This would have been in May of 2020, and just kind of floated some ideas and just said, "Like, we'd love to." collaborate in some some kind of cross promotion you know just to kind of draw some attention to the band on 30th anniversary and we're a local shop so I don't know just putting some feelers out there and and you know Peter you've worked with him a few times amazing oh, yeah. dude yeah one of the nicest oh, yeah. the best. humans <laughs> ever and I was expecting maybe like within a day or two to get a reply saying like thanks but no thanks basically <laughs> but not even man like he replied within an hour and was all about it and like shooting me ideas like you could sell yeah. a sandwich for three dollars eleven cents and the first 311 customers can sign up for a poster drawing like all these little ideas like he was about it and it was super cool and we were gonna we were working on something for June 10th and yeah, and then um you know a bunch of shit went down in the last weekend of may across the country and locally in omaha and yeah. uh it it kind of put a damper on any idea of celebrating i have a kitty too who joined us oh there's another little kitty too <laughs> meow meow it's more vocal than my cat oh yes she <laughs> needs the microphone <laughs> So, basically, uh, this whole idea of my restaurant collaborating with 311 for a promotional thing was just kind of put on pause, put in the back burner. Yeah. And yeah, my uh, my my birthday is May 31st, so I you know vividly uh, remember that that time of year. Yeah. And you know, suffice to say, we didn't really celebrate my birthday because you know there's just all this going on yeah, so. and i was i was downtown like i was there <laughs> protecting my storefront like i wouldn't be able to do anything but just stood there in solidarity and, yeah i was four blocks away from the hive and, like we were on the same street and everything so it was intense uh, and sad to say the least but, did you uh did you know him uh not personally but uh definitely like through the grapevine you know Right. You know, being part of the small business team down there is, it was yucky, you know, and yeah. we're still a little bit traumatized. I mean, the National Guard was down there, my kid was nine years old at the time, and he boarded up all the windows of the place, like, you know, the tragedy of the Hive side, like, the whole, whole country was hurting, you know, yeah. it was yeah. a mess, but, yeah. you know, uh, aside from that, I was still in contact with the band and the management, and uh, we weren't going to do any promotions or celebrating at the time, but I also, I recall that uh, my business partners, we were very famous for the hummus that we made, and people in Iowa City would, would move and still crave the hummus, and every once in a while, yeah. uh, we would ship 
pumice anywhere in America, basically, on ice, you know, 24-hour ship, top dollar, you know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. and I let Peter know, like, hey, I want to feed the band, you know, even if they're not coming around for the foreseeable future. And he loved that idea. He said, this time, like, all the, the band members were quarantining with the families. Like, they didn't, he didn't even know when they would be in the same room together next, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, we put a pin in it, and we stayed in touch and agreed, like, we'll do something in the future. Like, let's just roll with it. So... Fast forward into uh, the fall of 2020, and they announced the uh, Life from the Hive stream system, which, looking back now, how cool that they did that. And, oh, I, I agree. We've, I think we've talked about this before. Like, no other band was doing that. For what it was, it was like, cool. the Excitables definitely appreciated it, and I know that it was really good for the band to be back together and, and then to revisit the old albums and just you know, mm-hmm. get their chops back and, and get back into the groove regardless of what would happen. Because at that time, we couldn't... It's like driving down the highway in a, in a fog. You know, you can only see so far ahead with your headlights. And you just kind of have to adjust as you go along. Like That's, that's the ultimate metaphor since the pandemic. Man. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, was, I hit Peter up. I'm like, hey, the boys are in the same room again. Like, let me hook him up with some food. So it was one week before they did grassroots. Peter said, all right, we're rehearsing on this day, this day, and this day. And long story short there, I just uh, worked it out with Peter in the hive management, in the hive studio, that is, in northern Hollywood, north Hollywood. And uh, yeah, man, we, we sent the band and crew a bunch of oasis food shipped it overnight on us like this is my treat like uh-huh. we like yeah. hook it up and it was very well received and you know as they started following uh, my restaurant's instagram page and messaged me about how good it was you know and just got in peanut shout out on, on twitter and and it was super great you know and that just kind of established a connection there and yeah. that would have been in December 2020 and then fast forward to February um, also like I mentioned there's lots of friends and family here in Omaha so I uh, mm-hmm. happen to know SA's sisters and mom who are here in town and nephews all amazing people shouts out to the fam but it was after the Blue Album, one week after the Blue Album stream in February 21, um, S.A. was on a little road trip with his fam, and he was visiting Omaha to see his mom and everyone. And basically, it was, uh, it was a Friday. It was the 26th of February. I remember it well. And we were just doing lunch services, although that night we were also going to open up for dinner hours. But we were going to close from like 2 to 4 and kind of reset. Because we were talking yeah. bare bones crew. And at 2.30 yeah. the phone rings. And uh, my cashier's person answered the phone. And I figured it was just someone who just kind of missed us. Like, sorry, we're closed. You know what happened. But 
uh, Becca covers up the phone and leans over to me and goes, someone from 311. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'll take this in the office. And, like, I grab the phone and, like, head was spin. Like, who could it be? Like, I, was someone calling from the hive, like, wanting more food. Like, my mind was just racing. And I, and I go in the office and shut the door and, like, hello? And I hear, what's up, man? <laughs> and it's SA. And I'm like, oh, shit, what's up, bro? <laughs> Are you in Cali? He's like, no, I'm in town, man. I'm on a road trip. I need some food. And it was just cool. I was just over the moon instantly. Yeah. And, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, he uh, just wanted the hookup because, well, it was funny because he, I learned later that he was at his mom's house and his sister Monica was there and had some Oasis hummus in the fridge. And that's was like, polished off the container and was like, oh, it's so good. And it was Monica who suggested, like, just give him a call, go out there. So he thought he was just stopping by to surprise a diehard 311 fan. Little did he know he was, you know, going to speak to his protege. (laughs) And it was just amazing. Like, he was there a half hour later, like, the kitchen hooked him up, and I was just outdoors waiting for him to show up and just, like, in La La Land. And then, yeah, he he rolled up in this huge uh, Mercedes van and that was brand new and we chopped it up for like 45 minutes man i gotta tell him about i didn't tell you about this is probably one of my favorite moments in 02 yeah when he came out and signed my ticket um but i gotta tell him about that story and the tattoo and just it was super special for me it it truly validated my whole existence if I can speak in extreme terms, it was yeah. it was a life changing moment, man. And you know, I can go into greater detail, but suffice it to say, it was super special. And we've been in touch ever since, man. And and it really uh, lit the fire under my ass to mm-hmm. to really like come back. Because I hadn't even opened up my yeah, turntable case since I moved back to Omaha, which was four years at that point. I'm like, dude, like, I need to, Mike V needs to reemerge to the surface, man. And <laughs> and I did, man. And it was within a couple months, like, Steve Ewing was in town, and I hit him up, and he came through, and we've been in touch ever since. And a year later, which was just last year, you know, I said, I said to Steve, like, man, what if... You know, I got this idea, like, make some hip-hop and with your voice on it and get essay on it, too. And he's like, yeah, man, let's do it. <laughs> so I was like, shit, nothing's stopping me, man, except myself. So awesome. I'm really excited to be a part of it. But, yeah, that's the story of essay coming through to the restaurant. And we were still closed. At, well, we weren't closed, closed, but, like, we were closed to the public, like, doing you the first site only yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, what a mess that whole thing was, looking back now. <laughs> but we pulled it off. We We survived. And... And now that restaurant's closed, and that is still kind of uh, a hard thing. And it's been almost a year now since we we closed it, but it's all meant to be. And I'm I'm all in on this music thing, man. So, so thank you for your support and yeah, for sure oh, being a part of it. Of course, man. We're uh, everything you've been a part of with me. We're so happy to have you. I don't think there's anyone that does it better. Well, so. I am humbled to say the least. 
realist thing, but it also isn't very encouraging because it's it's been really tough, you know, I've been going through some personal shit and it's been bleak sometimes. And yeah. you know, there's been some gray skies <laughs> for that one. Yeah. And just the relationships that I've built it's all love, man. Like as I say in two drops in the ocean, the love we have is the only real thing. And that is true, bro. Like it's it's super special and um you know, it breaks my heart to think of how how bad it was and it still kinda of is, you know, like I'm not out of this shit yet, but Mm-hmm. But with you, you're my bro, and all, all the people that we work with, like, you never know who you're going to inspire and touch, and, you know, that gives me, that's what I need to keep, keep going on, and, you know, the future's wide open. Yeah. For sure, man. Oh, a little, little urge right there, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose. Man. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just honored to uh you know, with Tim Mahoney being my hero, oh. Peanut being Zenut's hero, SA <laughs> being your hero, just to you know, be able to play music with you guys. Oh, it's just cool. so incredible. It's been the greatest times of my life. It's been two Damn. times and I I know that I know it's gonna be more. Oh yeah. But it's 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 incredible. Just, it's been so fun. When we had our equipment set up in Florida before before I left it was just uh, me and Jersey were were lingering there after you guys did the bulk of the sound check, and I was just like making sure all my little pieces were in place. I'm like, it, it was the same setup that I have here at home and these other gigs I did. But I'm like, holy shit, I'm in Florida right now, <laughs> and here we are, like doing it. Like, the taste of the life, man. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's, no, it was it was great. That was fun. Yeah. Hey, real quick before we run out of time, do you have a favorite song and do you have a favorite live song? Oh, I should have prepared an answer for this one. <laughs> I do want to say when you asked me what song I wanted to hear on the boat, and I said um, yeah. sometimes that's through the realm is up there. I wanted to change my answer. I mean that's coming on, but I really wanted to hear first draw on the boat. Oh, nice. Love First Draw, and I did get a chance to see that. That was another amazing experience. It was the Memorial Park here in Omaha when they did the pre-show on July 16th of 04. And I know that was a huge moment for the band. And I also saw them play Jamaica, which they did on 311 Day of 04. famous Love Zeppelin cover. Um, yeah. So those uh, pop out as some... some highlights for sure i think man you know how impossible it is to just come up with your one favorite song oh of course but i mean there's I, i'm really hundreds. partial to the other side of things um and, and oh, we gotta we gotta play that next time man yeah, dude. Me and Zeno, that was my warning request for 311 day and of course they dropped it early on on night two and it, yeah that was early it's super special and I think that's probably going to be my answer because for both, like it just rocks, man. It's got that old school vibe, you know, with the crunchy guitars and just like just straight rap beats. 
and then it's got, you know, the swing, and the positive message, it's just, it's real nice, talking. I agree. And you guys, uh, you guys got on the boat too, right? I was on the fucking boat, man. First time. Yeah, and they played it there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, I've been diehard since I was a kid. And just this, a couple weeks ago, like, I'm still, like, wrapping my brain around the whole thing. And I did have a little one-on-one time with SAT, so that was super special. Nice. And Lori, his sis, family, man. Yeah. You still feeling the, uh, the boat hangover? Yeah, it, it comes in waves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's true, man. You do get a little depressed, um, and it's been an interesting adjustment. But I think that I don't know. It just it was it was some hard work to get there. Also, shouts to to Frankie and Dave, my cabin mates. Frankie's one of my besties. I met him, of course. At the house in Chicago, man. That was such a game changer. The Chi Town. That Chicago man. house was so great, man. So I couldn't have done. So I, I literally wouldn't have been there without him. But he made sure that I was there because he knew I needed to be. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So are you? Uh, are you gonna try and do as many shows this year as you did last year? Um. Well, I guess. The, the traveling. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be able to do. It's, it's interesting, like, I, I went all in uh, to make sure that I was involved, and I think that good things are going to happen one way or another. I guess it really depends on what kind of tour it looks like. I mean, right, years, right. like you mentioned Red Rocks, like, I haven't been to Red Rocks ever, so I need to be, you know, that's definitely... A bucket list. Um, and, uh, I don't foresee necessarily. It, it depends, man. And it, you know, if there's a James E show, like count me in. Like, I'll get there one way or another. If we pulled off mm-hmm. what we pulled off last year, in the yeah. spring. Did like, you? Did you? I I meant to ask earlier. Did you drive to Vegas for three? No, no. I hopped on a plane. Okay. okay. And I, I knew uh, Adrian. Adrian had taken a train, right? Adrian V, he took a train to get to Vegas. I'm pretty sure someone had a crazy well, travel story. Like LA, that. But, oh, that might have been it. That might have been it. Yeah. Well, That's still just as crazy. Though. Yeah. That's like Going on a train from Texas to California. <laughs> yeah, Adrian V is a homie. Shout out to Ricky, Ricky Rapper. Yes, also, yes, Ricky Rapper. is a homie. That's 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 our boy too. First, uh, also, first guest on the podcast. That's another so Omaha like, native. Yeah. No, I mean, there's so many life. incredible people. It's not an yeah. exaggeration. Like, it's been yeah. such a warm welcome. I wish that I would have extended an olive branch out earlier to the, the community at large, but all in divine timing. Man. I'm glad to be here. Hey, you're in it. You're in it now. <laughs> That's for sure. Nowhere else I'd rather be. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we're right at about time, unless anybody else got anything to say. But man, it's it's been great having you on. Yeah, it's been great, and you know we'll have to maybe have a round two sometime so I can tell you about that story in Des Moines in two thousand two. I can give you the real story. So many stories. Absolutely. I, I gotta ask as a the guru at the top of the mountain what the meaning of life was, and I. 
met him after six, I was six years deep at this point, and I said, how do you make it in the music industry if you know you got something? Like, you know, that is factor, Kobe would say. Yeah. And he signed my ticket and said, stay dry, man. And that was very impactful to a young Mike V, and that was 20 plus years ago at this point, and I got that shit padded on my forearm, and it's a nice reminder just to just keep your head on straight, you know? It's not necessarily about substances. It's really about being present in the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that was good. And I guess one last thing I want to say is uh, stereolithic, man. Don't sleep on that. It's a masterpiece. I was, I was listening to it the other day on, on my record player. Fancy. It's super underrated, super underrated album. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that all the albums should get equal love, man. And also, Amber is trending on TikTok. You know that? Amber is. Yeah, dude. Like, I've you, seen you that. Yeah. Amber, I've, I've like, noticed. We're so uh, it's funny how, we're about to get a whole new. <laughs> right. Just think of the generations that are going to come and go, and these pieces of art, these music, are, are timeless. Yeah. So. Uh, I, knew it was I don't know. I'm I'm kind of kinda scared of the whole. I'm kind of scared of the whole phenomenon of a bunch of people my age. No offense. Rushing to the concerts, waiting around, standing around for the whole concert until Amber comes on. Everyone gets their phones out and starts screaming. Slow, man. I hate. I hate my generation. Oh well, you know, <laughs> give it a chance. And I just. I know, man. I know. I'm, I'm just sort of bitter, I guess. Day, and I knew there would be moans and groans, and there would be people taking potty breaks. I I made a deal with myself. When they played Amber, I'm gonna close my eyes and listen to it and know that it's one of the best songs ever written. Yeah. Because it truly is. Yeah. Shout out to It's as popular as it is for a reason. Like exactly. I'll, I'll admit, it's not a it's not a bad song. No, at all. it's amazing. And in fact, it is very People just love to hate on it. As far as the, the lyrical structure of it. So, so anyway, shout out to Amber. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. All right, man. Place out. I love you, bro. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. Thanks for the stories. Absolutely. Catch you guys again. Go meet a joint on stage. What's up? No one threw Xena to join. Florida. I was waiting for it. I was smoking. I love you. Oh yeah, much love y'all, see you guys.